0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: In '86, M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. And now it's time, the Babysitter's Club, Club.
0: I heard today from a coworker of ours that um, works with you in Austin. Mm hmm. That you haven't come to work in a week. Yeah. And she says that you're plan- not planning, that you've stated sort of mm-hmm. belligerently mm-hmm. that you're not planning on coming b- into work for another five to six weeks. Yes. Would you care to explain yourself? I feel like I'm working my ass off trying to keep <laughs> the lights on at our company uh, and you're being a real Stacy McGill, skipping work. Oh, I missing see. Missing meetings. Wow. Um I just have other priorities right now. Is it this boy you're seeing? <laughs> it's not. i to understand it, you're also. Uh, you've also begun recently seeing a boy.
1: Yeah, it's. You're it's spending not,
0: most of your evenings with a boy.
1: I'm glad that you brought up Stacy in this context. I want to be clear, as I think Stacy was in this novel, that it's not about the boy that I'm seeing so uh-huh. much as the people I'm leaving behind.
0: So you've just outgrown. I've kind of outgrown all this bullshit. The podcast.
1: Well, not the podcast, but, you know, work. This is Going work. to work, being at work. Uh-huh. You're just kind um, of over it, huh? Yeah. Kind of past it. I've got, you uh, know,
0: Jack, no yes. one's forcing you to be, to quote the great uh, Jesse Ramsey. <laughs> wow. The, the No one is forcing you to be here. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm. you should be pleased that
1: I'm here of my own volition and only about 10 minutes late. But, Tanner, to reaffirm my dedication to this joint enterprise of ours just before i got on this call with you uh, mm-hmm. my baby was crying outside the door and you know what i
0: did i asked that he be moved so that he not pick <laughs> up on the audio <laughs> you, asked, you asked your um recently home from the hospital <laughs> wife recovering from childbirth if you would please move the baby cyril yeah, please
1: move baby cereal into um, uh,
0: another room away from the recording studio
1: because he's picking up on on the audio. And listen, whatever. Well, thank you, think. you.
0: That's that's what I yeah. expect. You know, I was worried about your convictions. I was worried mm-hmm. about your dedication to this podcast. But it's nice to know that you still care about Baby Nation. You still care about me. You still care about the quality of this show.
1: I particularly care about the audio integrity of this show. In fact, I would put that at number one. Everything else comes next.
0: Wow, you heard of her first, Baby Nation.
1: Are you familiar with the uh, hit Marvel comic, Night Nurse? <laughs> Do you there's mean Nightcrawler? No. there's He teleports? A series, there's a series of <gasps> Wait, comics. Wait, can your
0: baby teleport? N- no. <laughs> Is Not that what you you're I about know to tell <laughs> me? He teleported out Mut- of Sarah. Uh, mutant, uh, mutant powers generally uh, manifest around puberty. <laughs> so you wouldn't know until then. Okay.
1: Oh, so I've got to wait till he's like 12, 13?
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes they manifest earlier, but generally around puberty.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. I'll keep an eye out for it. I can't believe you're not familiar with Night Nurse. It, it's, the, the characters who live in Hell's Kitchen, a man named Daredevil, um, and some other folks, mm-hmm. um, are yeah, tended no, to. I know who Night by, Nurse is.
0: played by Rosario Dawson in the hit Netflix TV series, Daredevil. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, That is what my life is like now, except... If the superhero's superpower was shitting
0: himself, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, uh, Jesus said, "Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime." Something when along did those he lines. say that? Okay, yep. Have you taught Cyril not to shit his pants, <laughs> or have you tried? I've implored him. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, but you, you know what? Actually, show here's by a- example. This is actually this is like a thing that only dads know, so uh, it's new to you. It's actually better that they shit their pants because the alternative is really bad. What's that's the alternative? when they when they shit and they don't have their pants on. Oh yeah,
0: because then it's just <laughs> then it's just in the in Mayhem. the world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, So fun. Sounds like hell, man. But here we are. You had your baby less than a week ago, and here I am back in the fucking you saddle. Have a, like you've a six badass. day at home. Yeah, uh, and you decided it was the appropriate time. You texted me the other day. Said you got a lot of free time on your hands.
1: I got um, I got a lot of free time on my hands during the day. Yeah, and
0: I have two babies in my life, Tanner. Baby Cyril and Baby uh-huh. Nation. Nice <laughs> Cyril, um, Baby Nation. I should explain. Jack's baby's name is Cyril James Morgan Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Jack insists that Cyril mm-hmm. rhymes with squirrel. Yeah, because he's British. <laughs> <laughs> Cyril, squirrel. if you've ever needed evidence that Jack is British, it's he thinks Cyril rhymes with squirrel. Also, if you've ever needed evidence that I am British, it's
1: that I named my child a name that was very popular at the turn of the century in England. Around, yeah. I looked it up is it a f- around 1900. Name or... It was a top 200 name in 1900. Oh, okay. <laughs> It also fits my second important criterion, which was uh, it has a strong Greek root uh-huh. from kurilos, meaning lordly, because he's right. a little lord, and uh, uh, it is a character from a Victorian children's novel that Sarah and I both grew up on.
0: Yeah, you sent me um, a poem of some sort. Fourth point? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this. But Cyril was actually the name of my kidney stone. What? I know, right? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No, That's it was so Cyril unlikely. all along.
1: I cuz I looked this up and like there're like less than 80 people a year named Cyril. It's very unpopular. No, I know. What are the fucking But odds? I was
0: a really big fan of this um British like turn of the century British poem and Do you I mean figured a children's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's called um Five Children and It. It's by Edith Nesbit. It was written in 1902. E Nesbit. Yeah, I um Edith. I call her Edith. Yeah, because I'm like Enesbit. a super fan. Author yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Railway Children. Right, right, right. So I, I'm a huge fan of hers, and uh, I kind of named my kidney stone after that. Cool. D- did you like the Five Children and It sequels? Loved them. Which one was your fave? Um, of course, my favorite was Phoenix in the Carpet. Yeah, no, actually, that one was my favorite. <laughs> I'm so pleased to hear it.
1: <laughs> hi, hi, and welcome hi, to the Babysitter's Club Club.
0: Club Club. Wow, you're way off. I was still searching for Edith Nesbitt books. <laughs> <laughs> A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, father of Cyril. And I, Tanner Greenring, father of Cyril as well. Okay. Talk about the classic novels. Sorry, I got it. Cyril. My Cyril, <laughs> The Kidney Stone. I think you would probably be passer of cyril oh sure yeah i'm so should we let's try that again take it from the top yeah hi hi and welcome to the babysitter's club club a podcast in which i jack Shepard, father of cyril and i tanner Greenring, passer of cyril <laughs> talk about the classic novels of the. maybe princess... you should say father of cyril the baby and i'll say passer of cyril the kidney stone do you want to do it one more time yeah let's take it from the top hi hi and welcome to the babysitter's club club a podcast in which i jack Shepard, father of cyril the baby and I, Tanner Greenring, passer of Cyril the Kidney Stone, talk about the classic novels of The Princess of the Prince of
1: Towns, Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn and Sanctified, Bane to Bats, Mother of Clocks, First of Her Name, Last of Her Kind, Last Hope for Humankind, and author of The Great Sitter's Cycle, uh, Can of I ask which you a we read- real quick? Jack, can I interrupt you yep. real quick? Oh, boy. Jack? I love it when you I you know I love it when you Jack, interrupt, can I interrupt me, you real but I quick? particularly love it when you interrupt me right when I'm just about to say the title of the book, but please do carry on. Um, what time
0: and date was Cyril born? October
1: 12th at 1:49 p.m. Were there any storms?
0: I'm looking. Austin, Texas, October 12th, 2017. <sighs> okay, no. <laughs> so he's not tor- stormborn. I'm sorry, man. That must be heartbreaking for you. Well, he- it was like it was a clear, sunny day. It looked <laughs> like it was a beautiful day, actually. It was wow, 88 yikes. Um, he shits his pants a lot. Is that special? Um, I don't know. Uh, we have again, we haven't gotten to know all of the um ghostwriters yet. Yeah, so it could be that one of them one of their <laughs> things is shits their pants all the time. Maybe Ellen Miles. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, that would be notable, yeah, but...
1: Yeah, All right, well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, we call him the Squirrel. It's pretty cute. Cyril, Cyril the Squirrel. Cyril the Squirrel. <laughs> this week, Baby Nation, we read a book, and boy, was it a book. We read a book called Stacy vs. the BSC. I'm almost too excited to talk about it. I am thrilled to talk about it.
0: it it's It was just packed to the gills. Packed to the McGills with content. It was packed to the McGills with content, Baby Nation. <laughs> so much going on.
1: So much tension. Ends on a cliffhanger.
0: Not really. I hope Guess not, what? at
1: least. <laughs>
0: yeah, it does. The I seven are no it. longer one. Yeah. It does. Did you not finish it? No, I finished it. It ends on like a kind of cliffhanger, but I hope it's not a cliffhanger. Oh, I see. I hope I see it's what resolved. Yeah. Stacy's out, Baby Nation. Yeah. Fuck Stacy.
1: Goodbye, Stacy. There's only six members of the BSC right now. Yeah, Stacy's over.
0: Cut her loose. Fired from the Babysitters Club. Oh, fucking fired. Fucking God, fired. I knew Christy. it. I fucking knew I had a bad feeling about her all along, man. Oh, you Baby Nation, right. you've all been tweeting me. You're like, why do you hate Stacy so much? This is why. I could oh. sense it. I could feel it. First babysitter to be fired. Can I read Anne's happy reading section?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't a really? very happy reading. It was more like a fucking good riddance. Sec- oh no.
0: Anne was thrilled. Yeah, yeah. She couldn't fucking wait. <clears throat> happy reading! Exclamation point. Yeah. Anne M. Yep. Martin. Yeah. Happy reading. I've been I've been working
1: on this for eighty five fucking books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dear reader, Stacy versus the BSC brings about a big change for the Babysitters Club. Stacy is the first BSC member ever to be fired by Christy. When I was thinking about the series and what was happening to each of the characters, it seemed logical to me that one of the BSC members might lose interest in the club, and Stacy seemed like the most likely person. Changes in friendships can be difficult. People come and go in our lives all the time. I don't even know where a lot of the kids I went to elementary school with are now, but I've made lots of friends as an adult. Luckily for me, though, I had one close friend for almost all my life. Beth McKeever Perkins and I have been friends since we were in preschool, just like Christy and Marianne. That means that Beth and I have been friends for nearly 40 years. Of course, we had our share of fights, but we always managed to work things out. Some fresh friendships are made to last, so who knows what will happen with Stacy and Claudia. Happy reading! <laughs> Happy reading! <laughs> Wow,
1: and she says Stacy and Claudia, a friendship that was also severed. But
0: right, uh, that's been on the. She rock doesn't
1: track. even say. Who knows what will happen with Stacy and Christie or Stacy and Marianne? It's fucking. No, oaf- they're Or Stacy and Dawn? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dawn is pissed. We saw another yeah. side of Dawn this week. Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, should we describe these novels first and then get into it? Because there's a lot to talk about. <sighs> yeah,
0: let's let's do it.
1: All right, I'm gonna um. I'm going to describe this novel, and then I was thinking maybe you could take a run at it. Fine, man. I'm just ready to go. Let's get into it. Let's get into the
0: meat of this.
1: I love it. All right. I'm going to describe this novel, then I'm going to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock and have you describe the novel. But in the meantime, I'm going to begin now. St. Paul was quite clear in his letter to the Corinthians that when we become men, we must first put away childish things. And Henry, for all his great qualities, could never become king until he rejected Falstaff and all of his friends. But neither of them had to face a choice quite like the choice that Anastasia McGill must face on her journey of becoming. Neither of them had to look kind Marianne Spear in the eye and say farewell, or face down brave Christy Thomas, or turn their backs on dear, sweet Jessie Ramsey as they walked out the door. Neither of them had to tell Claudia Kishi it was over. But this is the crossroads where Stacy McGill has arrived, and this is her awful burden. To step boldly into the future that is hers by right, she must also step away from the past that created her, that made her who she is, that, even now, is the only thing that sustains her. To embrace her birthright and her destiny, Anastasia must shun everything and everyone that she holds dear and she may not have the strength to do it Stacy versus the BSC
0: Powerful, huh? You're you you want me to acknowledge that your thing is powerful.
1: I captured through my prose and my eloquence the power that is inherent in this
0: book that Pete and Anne brought to life. I don't know. I wasn't listening. I was too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Woo. What a
1: book, Baby Nation. What a novel. Stacy's out. Stacy's fucking fired. You're fired, Stacy. Stacy's gone. Back
0: to New York.
1: Who knows? She's got a new group of friends.
0: I'm just quickly week. looking ahead to see if someone replaces her. I can't imagine. No, next book is Dawn in the School Spirit War.
1: Well, that's good. I'm glad. Who knows what's going to happen in the th- series of novels about Stacy, Robert, Wayne, Sheila, Alex, and Andy? Here's her new thing. fucking best friends.
0: Here's the thing. Yeah, Stacy is not in the Babysitters Club anymore. Mm-hmm. So if there are any Babysitters Club books about her, we skip them yeah. now.
1: We'll just skip them. Yeah. They're non-canon. It's going to be about, like, Stacy going to see a fucking Jason Priestley movie with, like, Wayne and Alex.
0: Right. And, and I'm just not that. interested in that. I'm reading B- Babysitter's Club books, not Stacy McGill, like, independent sitter. We're interested in babysitting, not, right. like, Frenching at the movies. Right. I, there I mean, was I'm, a time I'm, in my life where I may have been yeah. interested in that, but the, that those yeah. times are long gone. That opportunity... Has come and gone. Right. If you didn't do it
1: at an, during a certain window, you're never going to do it. You and know? now
0: collectively we're dads.
1: You know. Yeah. Nobody wants to see dads Frenching at the movies.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just not. You know, Childish so crying. You know, right? But you know what? You know what? John said to Peter Pike. No, in the Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something about putting away childish things.
1: Put away childish things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like making out at Jason Priestley movies.
1: Yeah. Let's just not. Let's not. Tanner, I was thinking maybe you could describe this novel yeah. for us. Yeah. All right. I'm
0: looking through my notes. Okay, good. Here's what I'm going to do while
1: you're looking through your notes. I've, I've got this big bad clock here, Tanner. I'm going to put 60 seconds on it. And I want you to describe this novel during those 60 seconds. Are you ready to do that? I'm ready. All
0: right. <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm going to begin now. woo baby <laughs> nation. Sorry, that spiked. But ding-dong, the witch is dead. Which old witch, Stacy McGill, that's who, fired by the Babysitters' Clubs president and CEO Christy Thomas. Called the tabloids because it turns out that Stacy McGill is is dead and gone. She's not actually dead. <laughs> she's fine and healthy, but she's no longer in the Babysitters' Club, and therefore nothing that we have to be concerned about anymore. Um, geez, what happened in this book? Stacy, for the last few books, has been missing meetings this book continues that trend uh, it turns out that she's missing meetings because she's so in love with robert the the much prophesied boy craziness of stacy from her very early introduction has continued through to book 83 or whatever we're on now uh, and 84 83 82 oh you're counting down uh <laughs> anyway stacy got fired <laughs> time <laughs> I thought you were trying to tell me what book we were on, but you were counting yeah. down.
1: I was counting down your, that you had ten seconds left, and you hadn't, in your exuberance, described any of the real plot details of this book. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but ding dong, the witch is dead. Ding dong, huh? By Stacey. Bye, Stacy. Bye, Stacy. Sorry, Sorry Stacey, baby nation. I know it feels cruel. I'm not, I'm not. I don't mean to be cruel. I don't mean <coughs> to really be like relishing in this young girl's. Firing, Baby Nation, Stacy was very difficult in this book. We've always been had difficult our for issues books. with
1: Stacy, but she sucked in this book. She's been difficult um, since the Fire Island trip. It's this Robert character. Right. Well, so let's talk about that because I want to talk about Stacy and replacey. Okay. <laughs> we brought this up in our, if I remember correctly because it was. Before uh, S- Cyril, and it was after Cyril the kidney stone entered the world, and before <laughs> Cyril the baby entered the world. Uh, but okay. if I remember correctly, last time we talked about Stacy, it kind of became clear that she has maybe been replaced. Replaced with with whom? Well, that the, the Stacy that we're dealing with is not the Stacy. Oh, that we I started. thought you
0: meant in the in the BSC. I no, I mean. In these novels you mean right you mean actual she's been that at some point Stacey body just, snatched
1: right and and she's somebody is in her place I have been ca- calling that person replacey which I think is mm-hmm. this moderate. is the
0: first time I'm here uh, this is the first time I've heard you call on that but yeah well I just came up with it right
1: <laughs> but there's something there I like and the thing that that I was thinking about in particular is do you thinking back to the first Stacy title do you remember what that was called?
0: Um, Stacy and the Dangerous Secret or something like that? Very, ba- You're very bad at this. It was called The Truth About Stacy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think at the time and throughout, you and I have always been bemused and baffled by that because it's revealed in book one, Christy's Great Idea, and confirmed in book two, Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls, that Stacey has diabetes. It's not a secret. Not a secret. And yet they have this whole book that's called The Truth
0: About Stacy, where it seems like the big reveal is The truth that's revealed is that she has diabetes, which doesn't make any sense because we we know that. Well what if the truth about Stacy is something else? What if the truth about like it wasn't a reveal that she had diabetes? Right.
1: Like the truth about Stacy is I'm that just she trying she th- lies. Okay. The truth about Stacy is that she's becoming something right in that book the truth about stacy if you'll remember the plot of it a babysitter's agency like comes into town to rival the babysitters club and they're all bad girls and they like talk to their boyfriends on the phone while they're babysitting and like right 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 do, like don't really care about like the art and the like the ancient art of sitting like they care about like boys and movies and like oldest profession in the world frenching the oldest profession in the world babysitting i think babysitting. is what they say
0: about babysitting
1: yeah, that's what they say.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably true. Um, <laughs> but in this
1: book, this final book about Stacy, right, and the first book about Stacy, the truth about Stacy, like this concept is introduced about this, like these alternative babysitters
0: who are bad at it. And in this book, that's what Stacy has become. Right. But this is this is a lead up. Like she's been bad the last few books. She's been missing meetings, she's been late to meetings, she's been canceling on babysitting jobs at the last second. Sure, but she never did
1: anything in the past in the past couple books where that has been foreshadowed as bad as what she did in this book. Baby Nation Tanner didn't describe this novel for you at all and I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to give him that one as a freebie because he was genuinely gleeful and exuberant and and wanted to exult in the Schadenfreude uh of of Stacy's departure and I understand that and I feel like he has earned that. But some of the
0: things that Stacy did in this book to get 83 books Baby Nation, I've been warning you all for <laughs> 83 books. I've been saying this whole time, Stacy's bad news. And all Some of, of you kept tweeting at me like, Stacy's not so bad. She was my favorite growing right. up. Listen,
1: you've Wrong. Taken your
0: victory lap.
1: You took your victory lap during the time where w- we described this novel, and now I'm doing cleanup for you. Don't take a victory lap while I'm doing cleanup for you. I am just saying she's a dingleberry. Should have
0: been she's called trying to keep Stacey the, trains the dingleberry. running. Here. Great. This okay,
1: got it? You Got it out? Uh-huh. Got it out. Okay, good. Some of the things that she did in this novel, Charlotte Johansson, her like the child who looks up to her. Stacy missed her piano recital. Almost sister. Almost sister. Right. Stacy missed her piano recital, and that she that she had encouraged her to do at a talent show. Uh, she missed it, and Charlotte Johansson like wept and left the fucking stage. Um, Stacy, here's the fucking. This is the crime of crimes. Stacy throws a fucking party with this Robert
0: character. Who I'm starting to cool actually, he's very cool. I Robert is. No, great. he's not. He's not cool, man. He knows what he's doing. He's manipulating it, her. Stacy and Robert
1: throw this fucking party, this huge blowout. Everyone, everybody at SMS is talking about it. It's like the fucking event of the season. Everybody's invited. Except
0: the fucking BSC. Right, they're too childish. They're too immature. Immature. And
1: they have it at Stacy. It's supposed to be at Robert's house. There's a there's a scheduling conflict. They have to have it at Stacy's house. Donna and Marianne show up. Like, hey, Stacy. What? Oh, oh. We were just gonna come and say hi, but I guess you invited everyone in school
0: over except us. Yeah, and then she, fucking- even, she invites Claudia as well. She drags which is Claudia insult into to it. injury for for the Schaefer spear girls
1: it's brutal so we talked about robert a little bit and we talked about whether there might be a truth about stacy that had not was not revealed in the novel the truth about stacy and i want to kind of tie it together a little bit is robert the snake in the grass
0: all along i don't know okay i don't know because <sighs> robert logan we talked been about on logan exceptionally good behavior lately Robert to the no Logan, Logan. yeah to yeah. the point that you and I talked a few weeks ago about how we we sort of forgot that he may be um, the snake in the grass the snake in the grass we like
1: I think that that. There's something going on with Logan, and I'm not even saying that he's not the snake in the grass. That We have too much evidence that he is. But when Logan first came on the scene, New Baby Bees, in book 10, Logan Likes Marianne, it was clear that he had ulterior motives, and specifically that those motives were to destabilize the Babysitter's Club, to destabilize this, this group of strong women who work together by pulling them apart from the inside, by taking Marianne away. And that right. was his goal, and that's his role in this. But... Robert, Robert Brewster, who has the same kind of charming affect, feels guileless and fun, has ended up accomplishing what Logan, the Lightbringer, could never accomplish.
0: Well, so and this is this is my worry, is that Logan has been flying under the radar. Logan's been a relatively normal teenaged boy now. Right. For, se- for yeah. so long. I wonder if the, the devil works... In sort of tricky ways, and has oh, managed has to somehow passed. like jump to another vessel. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Logan Bruno, yeah, was just just a container for it for the lightbringer, a dark evil. Well, let me just, let me
1: tell you something that might back this up. I looked okay. up the etymology of Robert. Mm-hmm. It is from the Proto-Germanic, *hrothi*, meaning glory, and *bert*, meaning Bright or light?
0: <laughs> wow!
1: It just feels like glorious A light. L- little bit of a coincidence that we have another light bringer on our hands, huh? And he has succeeded where Logan failed. Stacy's out. She's gone. She fucking no, quit. No, no, no. She, he, she, no, she didn't quit. She was
0: fired. He succeeded where Logan left off. Right. Logan, Logan loosened the pickle jar, and Robert came yeah. in and tore the Just lid right off. Jimmy that off and had some Logan, tasty sweet pickles. Logan came in and he thought he found a weak target. He was like, yeah. "Oh, there's this very sensitive girl, right? Called sniffling Ann. Yeah, yeah, and she's going to be our way in. She's going to be the the weak link in all of this. And then right. it took too long, and and Robert, the like d- d- demi demon. Right came in and was like, You gotta move this along, kid,
1: yeah, so, so it, he, it makes more sense that they these two are 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 in league in some way,
0: right, like yeah, why not, so. why
1: not attack them on all fronts? Wow, I would like Tanner before we move on to go and grab a beer for myself, okay, um, should I do I'll the just... same or yeah, why not,
0: okay, I'll do the same.
1: And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly-dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company Visit BetterHelp.com/slash/Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com slash Bedfellows.
0: Ultimately, Jack. Jack, welcome back. How's the baby?
1: Uh, baby seems fine. I mostly w- just went to get a beer.
0: Ultimately, <laughs> it doesn't matter if Robert is a new dark lord manipulating these girls, because he did his job, and we never have to think about him or <laughs> Stacy again. Yeah, fair.
1: And here's something else I'll say about Robert. When he's not being a dark lord and manipulating these poor girls, and like breaking up like the, the greatest friendship that ever existed... Um, aside
0: from mars but yes
1: aside from mars um the 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 eternal friendship between claudia and stacy he is a cool dude
0: did you see did you figure out did you do the math on what movie they went to go see I did my best. I went to like Box Office Mojo and like scoured 1995 oh. for either a basketball movie, sorry, scoured May of 1995, yeah. which is or 19 yeah, 1995, which is when this book was published, for either a basketball movie or a movie starring Jason Priestley, and neither seemed to have existed. Oh, I've got it nailed. So, here's the here's
1: a quote that Tanner and I obviously like <laughs>
0: immediately
1: rushed to our Wikipedias for. Uh Stacy is talking to Claudia about the date she's going on with Robert. Where are you two going? Claudia asked. To the Rosebud Cafe and then the Cineplex, I said. He wants to see this basketball movie. Oh gag me, said Claudia, which is a cool thing to say. The new Jason Priestley movies playing there too. Very hot. Definitely skip the basketball. I think she means that Jason Priestley is hot. You know what basketball movie came out in 1995 Tanner? Space Jam? No, that was 1997, I think. Uh, or six. Basketball Diaries.
0: Oh, really? That was yeah. that early? Yeah. Huh. That, so it's not like a fun basketball movie. Like, Robert's into some, like, <laughs> yeah. dark no, shit. No, I would <laughs> rather go see something other than Basketball Diaries as well. It's not a good date movie. That's fucking like, like, it's a baby nation, for those of you who
1: weren't born in the last century. Uh, basketball Diaries is a movie starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. About, like, it's not really about basketball. He happens to be on a basketball team, but the main thing is that they all get addicted to heroin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a really really severe drug addiction movie.
1: <laughs> it's very intense. So that's cool that that's what Robert was into. Uh, the Jason Priestley movie, for what it's worth, there was a Jason Priestley movie that came out in 95. It's called Cold-Blooded. It doesn't look very good. Uh, but I want to talk about the, the other things that Robert's into. He's into... <laughs> okay. Stacey says that Robert is into metal and alternative. That's like... To, for me, for the BSC universe, that really was jarring to me. That means he's listening to like Silverchair,
0: like Seven say, Mary Three. The, who are the metal bands of 1995? Metallica. Rammstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Du Duhast. He's listening to Rammstein in 95. No, that's like new metal. Sure, man. <laughs> uh, System of a
1: Down. He's probably jamming out to System of a Down in 95. I think Alice in Chains probably had a record out then. It was a little bit later, Alice in Chains, but uh, they, maybe Jar of Flies came out in 95. Um, again, that's kind of grunge, but they definitely get classified as metal sometimes. White Zombie? I bet he's listening to more human than human. I feel like White Zombie had an album out in 95.
0: There was an Alice in Chains uh, album was it, that Was year. it Jar of Flies? Um, it was It was self-titled. Huh. Oh, really? Oh, that's early. It was early. called Alice no. in Chains. Okay. All right. Well, according to this Wikipedia article, the Slipknot formed in 1995.
1: Oh, wow. So he was like early S- Slipknot, probably. I'm looking up Cannibal Corpse right
0: now. Uh, so did Evanescence. Evanescence formed in 1995. Oh, boy. Stained. Uh, formed in System ni- in- of a downed. Robert is
1: a pretty intense and interesting dude. For a 13-year-old, he's listening to fucking... Like, that's some
0: heavy stuff. He's going to see Basketball Diaries, a movie yeah. about heroin addiction in theaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's trying, like, exotic new international dishes, like the Fiesta Burger at the yeah. Palace. <laughs> and he's just, like, fucking jamming out to Cannibal Corpse. The Fiesta Burger comes with something on it called guac. They're, it's pretty guac. It's yeah. shaking Stony Brook to its core. <laughs> they brought this burger up from Latin America, and it's got something called guac on it. Whew. It sounds good. Yeah. It's like crushed avocados. Yeah. It's a cr- it's a it's a crushed it's like a fruit from a tree called an uh avo- oh, avocado. <laughs> and they crush it into guac. That's not the only novelty that this group
1: of friends bring in. Uh Robert has a cool catchphrase. I think did you catch it? Oh, yeah,
0: I caught it and I I couldn't quite make sense of it. Meaning is it's very it's very it feels very misplaced.
1: Yeah. Are you going to change? I asked looking at Robert's windbreaker. His smile disappeared and he gave me this sad droopy look. I thought you liked me
0: the way I am. No, I didn't mean that kind of change. I meant Robert laughed. Rank, he said. Right. <laughs> it sort of seems like it meant it it's taking the taking the place of psych. A rank. 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 I mean, this is
1: Sweet Peter Lorangis, so I'm not gonna question him. He knows his fucking '90s slang.
0: Rank. I didn't know it, and I couldn't get it from the context.
1: Rank. It sounded cool.
0: It sounds cool, and I might start using it myself. Yeah. Except I don't like Robert.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're we love Robert. It would feel like a
0: betrayal. You know who I fucking miss, dude, is Pete Black. There's a new Pete Black, man. Oh yeah. We're over Pete Black. P. Black is is done. He's behind us. He turned to corporate when he became, like, class Uh, president. A school president? Right. Well, who's the new P. Black? I thought it was Robert. (sighs) I'll tell you, man. Shit, I'm thrilled to hear this. All of our talking made us hungry. No one said a word for about 10 minutes. We just stuffed and stuffed. The place was starting to fill up now. Out of the corner of my eyes, I saw Carlos Mendez. Oh, yeah. He's this movie star handsome guy who goes to Stony Brook High School. He used to go out with Sabrina Bouvier. Who goes to SMS. Carlos Mendez, like, always in the background. He continues to sort of haunt these pages. And he's just, his reputation is growing week after week. He's just so handsome. He's so cool. Like, first he was just, like, winking at all the girls at a dance. Yeah. And now he's movie star handsome. Well, and normally,
1: like, if somebody, like, in the SMS hierarchy, if somebody got dumped by Sabrina Bouvier, they'd be fish food. They're done, right. but not Carlos Mendez. He just brushes it off. He's like, "I'm done with Sabrina Bouvier. I ended it. I'm fucking movie star handsome. I'm Carlos fucking Mendez."
0: Anyway, Carlos Mendez. I think we should keep an eye on him. He is he is a very intriguing character.
1: Terry, we have got a few songs that we need to sing. Okay,
0: can I suggest one, or do you have one in mind that you want to sing? I wanted to start with the. Um... <gasps> I want one lorangeous moment in time This book is more than I thought it would be When all of these jokes were a page flip away And the stories are all up to him Give me one Laranjo's moment In time The girls are Racing with death.
1: Wow, that one really goes on, huh? Yeah. It, mercifully, my uh, my Discord call cut
0: out at the end, so I didn't hear. have to hear you hit that high note. It was beautiful, uh, set to the tune of um, "One Moment in Time" by Whitney Houston. That was from Baby B Caroline at mm, Delicious Pie on Twitter. Thank you, Baby
1: B Caroline, and thank you for your obviously awesome. Twitter handle. Baby Nation, in case you don't know what this is, uh, the songs that are submitted for this segment are submitted by loyal members of Baby Nation, so it's a different song every time, and what the song is about is our boy Sweet Pete Larangis, uh, one of the great Possibly the greatest ghostwriter in Anna Martin's League of Extraordinary Possibly ghost the greatest writer. Possibly the greatest writer. Let's just shorten it. Possibly the greatest writer, Pete Laranges. And the Loranges moment is the moment when either Tanner or I discovered that this book could only have been written by sweet Pete Laranges. Mine is real short, and it was early on, so I'm just going to get it out. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's just a, it's just a nice little touch. They're explaining dues day, which is a pretty common thing. It's Stacy's only job, and she's gotten bad at it. Uh, it's when they have to uh, collect the, the tithe, if you will, that uh, the babysitters pay into the common kitty to keep right. the club running. Here's what Stacy says: Paying dues is not exactly a festive occasion at BSC meetings but it's necessary and whenever enough money is left over in the treasury <laughs> and whenever enough money is left over in the treasury we use it for discretionary surplus enhancement translation pizza party <laughs>
0: <laughs> good good Pete good good work Pete you're a master of words Pete he's a he's
1: a master wordsmith discretionary surplus enhancement thank you Pete
0: I have so many Larange's moments. I can't pick.
1: You have to, buddy. You gotta.
0: God, there's so many good ones. Can this I? I'm gonna read one, and then I'm okay. gonna read another, and then I'll probably read another. Jesus. Okay. Um, Charlotte Johansson is at the. Uh, so, Baby Nation. We didn't get into this book at all. But when the Babysitters Club is not fighting with Stacy, they are organizing a baby talent show for all of their sitting charges.
1: Yeah, Pete did kind of an interesting thing this book. For the B plot, he chose the most standard. Like boilerplate B plot, but right. all the babies are having a talent show, but he I think it's made a it work. Of genius. He yeah. didn't
0: want to distract from what was the real tension of this book.
1: That's what I was going to say. It was brilliant. in a, In the hands of a lesser ghost writer, it wouldn't have worked. It would be like really a fucking talent show. We did a talent show in like fucking Mallory's on strike. You know, like we don't need done a done fucking a talent show so many times. Yeah, uh, but Pete makes it work, and and it was actually the right choice for this because there's so much going on in the A plot.
0: As mentioned, Stacy encourages Charlotte Johansson to get up and play piano. She's uh, uh, learning the piano. And now, a special treat for all of you. Charlotte Johansson, who has been studying piano intensively for weeks, shall play a song by a famous composer, um, by one of the greatest musicians of all time. Christy glanced back towards Charlotte. That was when Claudia noticed that Charlotte was looking into the audience, her face ashen, by... Uh bye, Christy sputtered. Nobody, Mallory whispered. It's just a song. Songheim Stephen Songheim. <laughs> Christie improvised. And now without further further ado, let's give it up for Charlotte Johansson. <laughs> and then Charlotte Johansson plays like a C scale. <laughs> yeah, she plays massively plays a Stephen Song. <laughs> uh, good. Um, and then, He's a wordsmith. God, there's just so many here, man. There's just so many good ones. Can I read one more good one to you? I'll give you it's one more. It's also in the talent show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, Buddy did his famous imitations. Bugs Bunny, Sylvester the Cat, Yogi Bear, and Mickey Mouse. Each of which sounded remarkably like Buddy Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, Woo! good, good.
1: It's a very vivid picture that he painted there. It's just Buddy Bar- Barrett being like, "I'm Mickey
0: Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love me." It's like Buddy Barrett. That's not even Mickey Mouse's catchphrase. <laughs> I'm the baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Dad. this is Pete was Pete was
1: firing on all cylinders. Pete today. was on fire. You you can understand why. And handed this one to Pete. She's like, "Stacy's getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna give this one to Pete." We need our best man on this one. We got another song we'd like to sing, Tanner. Um, okay. When Devin and Hell that. Is...
0: May I make a suggestion? Okay. Um, if you'll indulge me for a moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I will swallow him. Swallow him wherever he may go. There isn't an ocean too deep. A mountain so high you can't keep me away from him. Uh, that was a rare s- swallow him into the dark suggestion <laughs> from Baby B Scott at periodically pod on Twitter. Set to the tune of I will follow him. From Sister Act. Also, apologies for saying, I will swallow him. Yeah, and apologies for what we're about to say, which is... And I said, uh, uh, swallow me down. Uh, uh, and that's that loving sound. Wow, a lot of songs for this one yeah, this is a this is a musical
1: episode, baby Nation. Um there's right. nothing we can do about it. But hey, you know what that is? New baby bees. That is a segment where we talk about the work of Babysitters Club art director Hodges Swallow, the brilliant and deranged genius who paints from the recesses of his dark and twisted mind the covers of the Babysitters Club books. And this week, have you taken a look at the cover, Tanner? I'm looking at it now. So the first thing that stands out, and this is usually the reason why we do this segment, is uh, this didn't happen. This scene didn't happen. This didn't this is, happen. This is a
0: dream sequence.
1: This is a dream sequence. So what we have here, the babysitters, all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them are at a movie. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe it's Basketball Diaries.
0: <laughs> it doesn't look like it because they all look like they're having a fucking blast. Well, but look at the people in the background. So that's what I was gonna say. So, like Baby Nation, this is this is a very <laughs> sweet scene. They're all watching a movie together. Everyone in the scene is very colorful. They're all having a lot of fun. And then I just want to draw your attention, Jack.
1: Yeah, there's to the a man.
0: There's a man. Yeah,
1: there's a man. <laughs> <laughs> there's two men actually.
0: There's one man in particular who's really freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's right to the left of Jesse Ramsey's head.
1: Yeah, he's kind oh. of
0: peeking out from behind her head.
1: He's got what I would describe as a rictus grin. Uh, yeah. and
0: <laughs> <No> hollow eyes?
1: <laughs> black eyes. You like, baby nation? You know eye holes, like the holes where your eyes go. Imagine if there weren't eyes in those holes. He's got him. In he's holes. got them.
0: <laughs> and he's like, he's like. Yeah, he's like, but he's scr- got this. He <sighs> almost looks like he's screaming. His
1: mouth is fixed in what I would describe as a rictus. And everyone else like, in this, yeah.
0: everyone else yeah. in this painting, including the background characters, are all fully realized and have, I would say, like flush and colorful faces. Yeah, his is like gray.
1: But yes, and but everyone else in the background has these flush and colorful faces, but. Like, they look like they are watching the basketball diaries. Right. They look like the children of the corn. They just, like, they are like have, like, blank expressions. Right. Then we've got Mr. Rictus Grin one row in front of them. And then in the very front, the Babysitter's Club are, like, having the time of their lives. They're, like, laughing and, like, Marianne right. is, th- like, her- throwing popcorn. This uh, man sorry. is
0: also yeah. not watching the movie. He's staring with his hollow eyes right at the Babysitter's Club.
1: Yeah. Christy is throwing popcorn at Marianne. Do we suspect
0: that this is Robert, perhaps?
1: Oh, do you think that's Robert? The the smiler. We yeah. call him the smiler. The smiling man. Do you think the smiling man is Robert? That would make sense. And it, it's actually, I, one wonders what Stacy sees in him. He seems handsome enough in terms of, like, he has high cheekbones. He's got, like, he's got a good hairline. He's got, like, a kind of a cool haircut. But as previously stated, he has holes where his eyes should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stacy's
0: mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah. And his lips are always curled back in a horrifying. You know, gray.
1: Yeah, he's always smiling and I can see like at 13 like you don't necessarily know what's right for you, but if somebody's like always in a good mood, like right that is
0: God, he's so scary.
1: Oh my God, he's fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well Baby nation we'll, uh, we'll post a picture on the Facebook page. if you if you look even further back into the distance, we've got we've got a man walking back. We've got the Strider in the background. Right. And he
0: reminds me of um, the movie It Follows. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's, just, he's walking at a steady pace towards these girls. Yeah, but nothing never will quite reaching them. Yeah. Never, nothing, nothing will stop him from pursuing them.
1: Then we have, if you, if you keep casting your eyes to uh, house left... If you're following me here, it's a technical stage term. Keep casting your eyes to house left, stage right. You'll see uh, there's a gentleman in black who's just kind of standing there. This is a movie, but what, what's what, what's happening? Why is this gentleman in black standing there? Just stage kind of... left,
0: house right, but I see what you mean.
1: It's actually, oh shit, fuck, god damn it. <laughs> it's house right, st- stage left. Uh, well, actually, no, 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 I was right. I was thinking of them as being on the stage.
0: Okay, but they're literally in the in the audience of a theater, look, so that's confusing. This is an audio medium. Let's just
1: say that what happened uh, is I did a bad job of describing where Tanner should look. There's a gentleman on the other side, all in black, and next to him is like it's just a face that's kind of melting into into a like a blue amorphous. It looks
0: like a it looks like a doll's dress.
1: Yeah, so that's that's troubling. Hodges once again. Uh, Wait, this didn't happen man in a book.
0: Here. I just, I just, I didn't notice this guy before. But first of all, <laughs> Mallory seems to be barfing, which is weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, if all, all of the BSC are like smiling and laughing, which is not. There are not very many funny scenes in Basketball Diaries, but whatever. Right. Mallory is barfing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is maybe appropriate because she's having a
1: different heavy. experience. Like, I wonder if they're watching the the scene where like DiCaprio is like strung out on heroin.
0: <laughs> There's <laughs> a man um, four seats down in the same row as the smiling man, who's, yeah. who's almost cut off, cut out of frame. He's just looking but at he's, the smiling he's man, glancing anxiously towards the smiling man, and kind of has like a very nervous smile on his face. Like, uh, is uh, anyone else seeing this? Yeah. So,
1: what do you think Hodges is trying to tell us there? Or is it too inscrutable to, to try well, to pick apart? Well, this scene didn't
0: happen, and Stacey spent this entire book fighting with the other Babysitter's Club members. Yeah. But in this scene, she is the center of attention. They're all laughing. They're all having a good time. They're all hugging Stacey while these while Mallory barfs.
1: I wonder if it's... You know what it is? is probably... it's I think Hodges is probably beaten up over the fact that Stacey is leaving. and And... And... Pete, we're like, hey, Hodges, like, you're our man, for better or for worse, through thick and through thin, you are the guy who always paints these covers. So I know you love Stacy, but like, we're doing this one where Stacy gets fired and no one ever sees her again. Could you draw a picture of like the scene where uh, Stacy confronts the BSC in a meeting and she says I quit and Christy says you can't quit you're fired ha- just right. have Christy like pointing her finger at Stacy and Stacy like walking out the door draw the scene if you need and, a fun scene draw the gooak scene and then what Hodge's ends up doing is just like reaches into his like memory palace and draws like the babysitters club are all happy and nothing is wrong but like he can't quite get it right cuz like in the background like everything is just like like going all these dark and weird that and like haunts
0: like hodges in his day-to-day life like the smiling They're all man there. and the one who yeah. walks the
1: smiling man is like hodges's dad <laughs> so this was this this cover was very much about hodges yeah um, and I am glad, I'm, I hope that translated, Baby Nation. I know this is an audio medium. Um, at least one of us knows that this is an audio well, medium. Well, yeah.
0: uh, we painted a picture with our
1: words. As did Hodges. Tanner! Except he painted a picture with paint. Can I bring you on another journey with me?
0: I would like to bring you on a journey. Okay, fine. Jack. Yes. Can I bring up something else that sort of spooked me out? Okay. I want to know what happened in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that's ringing a bell. Do you want to read the relevant passage?
0: Certainly. The Babysitters Club, Stacy vs. the BSC, Anna Martin, Scholastic Inc., for Molly Sumner and everyone in Wauwatosa. Wisconsin.
1: That is a great point. Baby Nation. Anna Martin does not normally dedicate these books, and when she does, she usually dedicates it to someone who like is a doctor who helped her like figure out diabetes, so she could write realistically about the truth about Stacy. Right. Uh, this week there is a dedication, and it is it just says for Molly Sumner and everyone, every single person in Wauwatosa. in Waupaca, Wisconsin, suburb
0: how, of Milwaukee.
1: What's the population there?
0: Population, 46,396.
1: So Anna Martin dedicated this specific book to her friend Molly Sumner and 46,000 people in a small suburb of Milwaukee. What do they know that we don't? Why this book? What happened there?
0: I'm looking up to see if there's any, like, dark history in Wauwatosa, but there doesn't seem to be anything in Wauwatosa at all.
1: There's a secret that this small town, that every, it's not just like someone in Wauwatosa knows. Every single person in Wauwatosa. This secret, whatever it is, is a secret that has been kept by 46,000 people.
0: Right. Baby Nation, if you live in Wauwatosa. Yeah. Or near Wauwatosa, it is your responsibility to yeah. Baby Nation and to the rest of Baby Nation, to us. Yeah. To, Go there and reveal whatever dark secret it is that they're keeping.
1: Especially if it happened on
0: June tenth. Oh God, yes, especially if it happened on June 10th. So we're getting closer,
1: Baby Nation. We have now, thanks to Anne, we have a date and a time. And Christy brings this up, right? She says, We gotta go through the W's. We got when when they're planning the talent show, she says, We've got the what, we got the when, and we've got the where. So what we have, Baby Nation, is we have the when. That is June 10th, and we have the where. That is Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. All we need
0: now is the what. Troubling, troubling, troubling. Are you looking up anagrams? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't tell me that smi- the smiling man is not an anagram for no, Molly Sumner. No, there's no smile. Yeah, there's no eye. So, Tanner... If you know we Molly have- Sumner, if you live near Wawatosa, it's your responsibility to email us Jack and Tanner at babysittersclubclub.com and let us know what is happening there. Right. Hey Tanner, who's that knocking at the door? Uh, it might be my dog. He, when I close the office door, he sometimes scratches cuz his food and water isn't here.
1: No, I'm doing a thing. Who's that knocking at the door?
0: Oh, um what
1: door? What do you door ask? The door to <gasps>
0: You can't yell too loud, Jack. You have a baby.
1: Well, why did you
0: say it quiet? I don't want to disturb your baby. <laughs> did you catch what Claudia was dressed as this I week? I did not, man. I was too excited about Stacy getting fired. Let I didn't me even just realize uh, Claudia
1: was in this book. Let me just run you through this, Tanner. Here's Stacy's description of her ex-best friend, Claudia Kishi. Anyway, Claudia, the chocoholic, is thin, blemish-free, and stunning. She's Japanese-American with gorgeous jet black hair and almond-shaped eyes, and her outfits are as abstract as her paintings. That day, for example, she was wearing this super baggy man's shirt that must have belonged to a sumo wrestler, enormous light wool black trousers gathered at the waist with a silken sash, and old work boots. Her hair was pulled back with a beret in the shape of a set of teeth. Teeth? Teeth. Very original. Very cool
0: very terrifying it's like, like she's a, wearing like,
1: like, like all all grays and blacks like a, an amorphous like large shirt that just like makes her body kind of disappear and then over her head she has this like large set of teeth just like looking down at herself right it sounds very geiger
0: yeah yeah it sounds like hr geiger it's all monochrome and yeah. baggy flesh and teeth
1: yeah, you know who else has teeth? Tanner, the fucking Smiler.
0: The sm- yeah, the smiling man. He has teeth.
1: the smiling man. So That's this all is he good. Has. This is a dark
0: book. <sighs> good book though, huh? Yeah, gets very fired. good. Very good. Stacy gets fired.
1: I think we're burning through segments here, and we're also Yo, you're just kinda- gonna
0: keep burning through them, huh?
1: Oh, if you want to talk about something else, I'm happy to, man.
0: No, I've got one for you. <gasps> <gasps>
1: Did it? I definitely woke my child up. God
0: damn it, Jack! We're trying to stay quiet.
1: He doesn't like. He wakes up when he fucking wants to, which is at around eleven o'clock when he wants to do the dance. He likes to do the dance at around eleven o'clock, and he shits his pants (laughs) (laughs) for five fucking hours. (laughs) (laughs) How
0: does he have that much shit in him?
1: He's not going to do that now because it's too early. He he doesn't. You don't want to start the dance early, right? The The best burn
0: in this book is from an unexpected source. Okay. And it's from Mrs. McGill. Oh, okay. First name not given. (laughs) Or I can't remember what it is. I quickly made myself look like a human being. Then I pulled on my pants and ran downstairs. Mom was doing some work at the kitchen table. Can you see my pimple? I asked. Which one? Mom said (laughs) with a straight face. Good Maureen, fucking nailed it. <laughs> Maureen, Maureen was fucking cool as hell today. She was, she was doing her best. Maureen was doing her best. Stacy has this. Maureen big fucking was party. doing her best to look cool at a party, like we would do our best to look cool at a party. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna put on a backwards hat.
1: Yeah, yeah. She wears a backwards baseball cap to the party to like try to look cool. And Stacy catches her a bunch of times, like introducing herself to the blender as <laughs> yeah. like a practice. Like, "Hi, I'm Stacy's mom." Uh, no, no, no. Uh, hey,
0: it's Maureen. <laughs> What's My up, kids? It's <laughs> <laughs> Uh You can't see the basketball diaries yet. Pretty <laughs> <yeah>. heavy, huh? Because <laughs> that heroin, quite a drug. <laughs> Speaking of, anyone know where I can score? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Maureen is fucking killing it today.
0: I had I had a couple burns. I like.
1: I want to talk a little bit about uh, the painting that Claudia <laughs> yeah. paints of Stacy. Um, the book opens on this scene of Claudia painting Stacy, and Stacy's just like hanging out. This is a this could be a Lorangus moment, honestly, because it's really well described. Yeah, Stacy's hanging out and posing for the picture but when when Stacy eventually gets to look at the painting it's like this like it's very impressionistic shall we say and then fucking Janine walks in and just turns in and goes like is that a still life or a landscape <laughs> <laughs> Good. But my real burn this week, Tanner, was um, fucking Stacy McGill not inviting any of her fucking best friends to her fucking the party of
0: the century. Like, fuck you, yeah. Stacy. Fuck you, Stacy. Here's another reason to hate Stacy, Jack. Just really yeah. quickly, while we're piling on. Before I could say a thing, the waitress arrived with two humongous pizzas, one with extra cheese and pepperoni, the other with pineapple slices? Mm. Yes, pineapple slices. It sounded revolting, sort of like lemon milk or chocolate asparagus, but you know what? It was fabulous. I ate two slices. <sighs> Fuck you, Stacy. Pineapple pizza is Fuck the you, fucking Stacey. worst. That's so corporate. That's like such a fucking
1: corporate thing to say.
0: Pineapple on pizza is the worst. If you like it, you're not welcome to listen to our show anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm. I gotta. I gotta co-sign on that. <laughs> but please do rate, review, and subscribe but on positively. Say like <laughs> yeah. I
0: love the show until I was forced to stop listening because I enjoyed <laughs> pineapple on pizza. <laughs>
1: and stacy mcgill is my favorite character i had
0: already written her off yeah this is like this is a third of the way into the book when she's like i love pineapple on pizza i'm like fuck you i'm done i'm done I'm, we're done here stacy and then she gets fired and it's like oh perfect she's fucking fired
1: yeah um mm-hmm. the our night is impending and the dance is
0: about to begin
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the dance with the lord of rot <laughs> I am here, Jack. <laughs> give me your baby's poopies.
1: Oh, here we are. Um so I'm going to get ready to dance, but in the meantime, I'm going to I'm going to let you and the Baby Nation go. Baby Nation, I would like to thank you for all of your lovely reviews on iTunes. They mean the world to us, and baby bees who have not taken the time to give us a quick rating and review on iTunes, please do. Uh, it helps us to stay relevant. Tanner, you have a line that you say now.
0: Jack, you are a beacon in the
1: darkness. Okay. <laughs> I love you, and I kiss you. Thank you, Tanner. Baby Nation, this week we read a book that was called Stacy versus the BSC, and in that book Stacy was fired, so there are only six members. Who knows what's going to happen next? Next week we're reading a book called Dawn and the School Spirit War. Spirit War? A spirit war. I cannot fucking wait.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: It it looks like Anna's really going for it. We got
0: Don. It's finally we got a happening. S-
1: spirit War shit is going to
0: go pretty wild, I think. Whew, it took 84 books, Baby Nation, but it's happening. It's all yeah. coming together. It's finally Stacey's happening. Stacy's out. The spirits are warring.
1: <laughs> Baby Nation, this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepherd, father of Cyril. I'm Tanner. Great. And he's Tanner. (sighs) Claudia is wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. ¶¶
0: Well, let's just go through all of Stacey's crime just one more time as a recap, huh? She forces a young man to throw up all over himself out of neglect. We didn't even talk about that. Jamie fucking She makes Jamie Newton throw up all over himself. She cancels on a babysitting job with the Pikes and makes Marianne do it so that she can go canoodle with her boyfriend. Also against the rules. She fails to invite the Babysitter's Club members to a party at her house. Mm Mm-hmm. And she does not show up at a... Recital. A recital. No, she shows up at the recital. She does not show up at a talent show when she promised to for Charlotte Johansson. Thereby letting down her almost sister. As if she hadn't let down
1: everyone else in her fucking life. And the fucking... The moment that this
0: all comes together... Oh, and she likes pineapple on pizza. And she likes pineapple on pizza. Which is gross.
1: That was a HeadGum Podcast.